Hey, what's up? This is Craig Mavitt from Escape the Fate, and you're listening to the For the Berg podcast with Ron Gaeta. guys today i have the first returning guest to the show uh craig mabbit from escape the fate how's your summer been man i know you guys have been uh on the road a lot already this year overseas in germany uh italy australia you guys hit up some festivals recently leading up to this headlining tour for the uh, new album uh it's been it's been great to get back at it and uh thanks thanks again for having me back on your show uh but it's been great to hit all those markets again and work on the new record and see the positive um reactions to the new music and now just gearing up to drop that record and and do another headliner in the U.S. So all is all feels right as rain in the world right now. Speaking of the new album, we'll get into that. But I thought, uh, what better way to promote that by doing a little uh, Escape the Fate album run through? I've done it with a bunch of the a uh, bunch of other guys on the show. Uh, just give a the, just a short little story about the recording process of each album, and um, just maybe your your favorite personal uh, favorite song from each one. Sure, awesome. Uh, we can we'll start at the beginning with uh, "Dying Is the Latest Fashion." I know, I know you weren't in the band yet, uh, so not a part of the uh, recording process there. But do you have a personal favorite song from that, or something you guys would have played live in the uh, earlier days? Yeah, let me think. Which one did I like playing live back in the day? There's no sympathy for the dead, and the first guillotine was always fun to yeah, play live. We'll make that one short, short and sweet here. But uh, coming into your first uh, album with "Escape the Fate," this war is ours. So that one was interesting, obviously, because it was, you know, it was a big change for everyone involved in the record. So it was very exciting, very stressful times. But I feel like that was one of my favorite album writing processes, just because of all those different factors and. Uh, the ones I really like playing live from that one is on to the next one. And it's just me. And obviously we still play like this war is ours at almost every show. So that one's, that one's a fun one, but uh, you know, the other ones are always fun to throw in. Next one here, the uh, self-titled self-titled. We've been doing issues a lot again lately, which is a fun one. It's just nice and bouncy. So I guess I'd have to pick issues. I really like doing that one and gorgeous nightmare. Yeah, and you guys just—I mean, a couple years back, uh, probably the, the last time I would have seen you guys, you—you you were touring that album again. It was one of the like tenth anniversary for that one. Yeah, that was that was a really, really that was a fun, fun tour, man. Yeah. It was good to play all those songs. Yeah, Lost actually, in Darkness is a really fun one to do, but it's not one. It's like kind of a deep cut, so it makes mm-hmm. sense for an album anniversary, but it doesn't make sense for like a normal set. So that one was probably my favorite one based on that tour since we were playing all the tracks. So next one here, Ungrateful. Ungrateful, I would probably have to say Ungrateful. That song's uh-huh. a lot of fun to play live. Moving on, Hate Me. Hmm. Which one do I like a lot from Hate Me? Um, I don't know. I don't know when it comes to Hate Me. We did do Live for Today a lot mm-hmm. back when the uh, album was first dropping. And that one was was a lot of fun. It has like a nice swing to it and it, it feels good live. Sometimes there's those songs where you're unsure about in the recording. Yeah. But then you play it live and it just just feels good. So, awesome. may, you know, maybe I'll go with yeah. 
with live for today perfect the next one here uh i am human uh i am human so we did again when the album was first coming out we played four letter word a lot mm -hmm. and do you love me a lot and then we kind of stopped stopped playing those tracks just because there was new songs coming out and we wanted to add more songs to it but those ones were a lot of fun and uh we we played i am human live for about three tours and that one was really, really special. I kind of miss playing that one, but that was a good one for crowd interaction and just, it, it felt nice. Moving on, Chemical Warfare would have been the latest one before September 1st here. Uh, Chemical Warfare, I'd have to go with Lightning Strike. It's my favorite one to play live from that record. Uh, so Out of the Shadows um, coming out September 1st. Um, I saw on Instagram, uh, you said your daughter designed the uh, album artwork for, was it Cheers to Goodbye? Yeah, so she designed the the single art for Cheers to Goodbye yeah, and crushed it. Yeah, for sure. Dude. I was so <laughs> pumped. I, I told her to do like, yeah, let's do it. This War is Ours style and here's some of the elements I'd like to see. And then, you know, she completely came up with some of the other elements that helped tie it in other albums, like the the Death Maws that are in there and the tarot cards like from the Hate Me album. So she did a great job and and a lot of the fans saw that and almost thought it was the same artist that did the This War yeah. Ours artwork. But interestingly enough, Casey that did the art for This War Ours did the art for the Out of the Shadows album. So Oh wow. That's really it's cool. just really awesome that I was able to get her involved in, yeah. in something with the band because, you know, the band has existed with me her entire life. So I've always tried to get them involved here and there, whether it be, you know, in the music videos in the back or or mentioning their names in a song or, you know, she's she sang on a Dead Rabbit song. And now when it comes to this new record, did the single art for Cheers. So it was fun. It was exciting. It was stressful a little bit because she'd never done like art where you have to send in the proper files and the sizes and fill this out and that out for a record label and i'm like well you've always been into art and you do a good job so this this is something you want to do in the future now's now's the time to learn you know yeah that's awesome it, it looks really good um so we we've heard low hate myself cheers to goodbye is there anything i know you're not gonna you don't want to give too much away but any, any specific song in the new album that you're just really excited for fans to hear that we haven't already heard yet something that you're gonna really want to play live yeah forgive me and we are playing it live we're opening the show with that song on this tour that song opens up the album nice. and i was trying to get that released as like, like just an audio track on youtube or maybe like a lyric video or something because i really wanted people to hear it before the tour but I guess we just couldn't get it approved in time. So, but so that's the one I'm most excited about. That and second place would be a track called Choke, nice. which I believe might be the second track on the album. <laughs> funny enough. Uh, Cheers to Goodbye features uh, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. You guys have done a few collaborations uh, with members from Buck Cherry, Atreyu. Uh, you just mentioned Ice Nine Kills. Uh, you've also been featured on plenty of songs as well. Do you have a, a favorite collaboration that you've done? I mean, it's going to sound cliche because I feel like my favorite things are always the newest things, <laughs> yeah. like the ones that are fresh and brand new. But yeah. I, I'm going to have to say the the Spencer one, Cheers to Goodbye. I mean, when I when I finished writing the song, and tracking it in the studio, I'm like, you know what? We should do a feature. And I feel like I know the perfect person to feature on this song. And when I hit Spencer up about it, he was super down, super humble, super into it, came in, absolutely crushed it, mm -hmm. you know, sent in some video footage because he's been busy, busy, busy. I mean, on tour of Falling in Reverse, Metallica doing some headline shows, festivals. They were just overseas doing the festival run too. So the fact that he got that sent in was was amazing. And I would just love to work with them again. We got to do some shows together 
right after COVID was dying down and, and venues were kind of slowly opening up, mm-hmm. but we didn't really get the opportunity to grow down as much as we wanted to because everyone was kind of secluded, like stay on your buses. If you're in the venue, wear masks. It was like still that, right. that moment in time. So hopefully we can do some more things together in the future, but I love how it turned out. He loves how it turned out. And I think the fans are loving how it turned out too. So it's a win, win, win. Yeah. That's awesome. Are there any other uh, collaborations on the new album or do you want to kind of keep that a secret if not? Um, No, there's not that I pretty positive. That's the only collaboration unless I'm completely forgetting about something and I'll feel like a piece of crap about it. But <laughs> that, that was the only collab like have- official collab. Yeah. Do you have like, do you have a dream collaboration? Like some, someone doesn't have to necessarily fit Escape the Fate or, you know, Dead Rabbits, um, just someone that you personally would love to work with? Yeah, I would love to do a song with or have him featured on a track, Burt from the Used. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on here. You've mentioned it before, um, even on this show, actually, the last time you were on, how uh we were talking about dead rabbits and how that's kind of your baby you get to do what you want and escape the fate you're kind of you're you're in robert's band doing what uh what, what he wants to do i was wondering uh, what is that writing process like um like is it a whole band effort and collaboration and like you, with the creative control uh like with with the rest of the guys versus uh what kind of robert's vision is well it's it's always tough because you know robert will have a vision but, but not know how to execute it And I have a vision and I try to execute it, but we operate as a democracy. So it's like, I'm just constantly working, working really, really hard on stuff. And then I kind of present it. And usually, you know, people are really into it and Robert's the only one that's not really into it. So then it's like, I have to just keep, keep creating and bringing things to the table because Robert has a vision that he doesn't know how to explain (laughs) or really execute. So it's just, it gets frustrating at times but at the end of the day we both have a lot of passion and we both have the same goals in mind so um, that's where it works and I appreciate the passion that he has so we just continue to work together and and over the years it gets easier and he he starts to know where I want to go with it and I start to know where he wants to go with it like before the fact has there been any uh ideas or songs that you brought to escape the fate that maybe didn't work out there that you brought into uh dead rabbits Oh yeah. All the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm like, dang, I really like this. Oh, you guys don't like it. Cool. I'm going to release it anyway. So so it's more of the heavier. It's it's more of the heavier stuff then that's, that's kind of getting shot down. I mean, you guys have still been putting out some, some heavier stuff after I am human. I I, I feel like with chemical warfare. Yeah, Sometimes, sometimes we got to put our foot down a little bit. So I guess a prime example of that would be low. Yeah. You know, there was a moment in time where Low was just me and Eric were just going to use it as a Dead Rabbit song because we really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Feldy came in and said, I really dig this one, this should be a single. We were like, you know, kind of like, boom, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing it, you know. But all of us just love creating, man. And it's just about finding finding what's going to work and and does this work for escape or does this not work for escape? Because I feel like we've kind of developed what our sound is going to be. And over the years, we've listened to other cooks in the kitchen say, oh, this is the one, or, you know, you got people at old record labels or, or you got somebody at Spotify or somebody over here. That's like, we're really vibing with this one. And it's like, dude, no, like I'm getting to the point in my career where I'm like, no, like the band knows and the fans know what we like. Mm -hmm. Like we got to stop listening to these other people because then it's not, 
you don't sound like you anymore. Totally agree. You just, you know, you just kind of sound like what a, you're just listening to what an algorithm Mm -hmm. has to say pretty much at the end of the day. And it's like, dude, no, being an artist is not based off of a damn algorithm. You know what I mean? Totally agree. It's like, you can get, you can get so lost in that when, when your life is just so busy, especially before COVID, when it's like tour, 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 we're going to the studio, do this, do that, tour, 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 tour. You can kind of lose sight. You're just trying to get things done. You know what I mean? So that's why this record process was was amazing because we got together as a group again, just on our own before we even entered the studio. And we were kind of free agents at the time. And we just vibed off of each other like we were 16 17 in the garage just jamming again and i love that like that's how everybody should write records you know what i mean yep what about the other way around though what about have have there been any uh dead rabbit songs that you were going to i mean i guess low would have been an example uh but any others that were going to be dead rabbit songs but ended up on an escape the fate album um no not not necessarily i don't think it's ever worked the other way around i mean there's uh there's been times where i thought it could work the other way around but you know the timing of things and the scheduling of things it just didn't make sense and then i end up releasing it and then it's just that's weird you know you can't release a track and then just release it again under a different you know it just wouldn't make sense but i guess a good dr song that i thought we could go in the studio and make a really good etf song would be 24 7 which was a very personal one about, you know, me and my, my children mm-hmm. and just trying to, you know, give a message to them about make your dreams come true. And I know I'm, I'm not always around because this is my life and my career. And it takes me to places around the world to share my music with people. But I hope what you take from that is, you know, your dad was, was a nobody and I had this dream and I made it come true. So no matter what your dream is or no matter what your goal in life is, you can do it if you set your mind to it. And I hope that I've inspired you to, to know that you can do that by what I'm doing. So that's what that whole track's about. Yeah, That's great. Uh, I think the only thing I can think of from just another, like you mentioned, bringing a song from another band to uh, a current band would have maybe been, are you on drugs from the word alive that was then released as a dead rabbit song. Would that be one of the only other examples of something like that? I guess so. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that would be because there's just so there's just so many things as an artist, especially back in the day, like when people would just upload a song to their MySpace page. Yeah. So it's like a lot of those word live songs were never there was never an official release. No, I know it yeah, was just were, yep. It was just on MySpace, and then you know eventually like some fans got it and uploaded it to to YouTube and things like that. So it's like I wanted to actually release it, but without the internet works these days. It's like, just because it didn't have an official release doesn't mean that it wasn't already on the internet and out there. So compared to other people, it was released. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, but that, that does bring me to my next uh, point here. I was going to mention like social media, how that affects bands doing their thing now with things like TikTok, Instagram versus the MySpace days. And uh, just kind of the, the comparison there between, between those platforms. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Robert literally just started oh. calling me. So yeah. your question was cutting in and out. And I'm no, like, dude, good. I'm on an interview. Um, He's on the same emails too. So yeah. he knows my schedule. Like, That's come funny. on, buddy. No, uh, like could you, you mentioned the, uh, the MySpace days and uploading songs there. Uh, my next question actually was about social media and how it affects bands doing their thing now uh, with things like TikTok or Instagram versus the MySpace days and just kind of comparing those and uh, like what the benefit is or what the, the drawback is for those types of platforms. You know, it really depends. And I, I do a lot of streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, some people call me a boomer because <laughs> I'm just a very old school when it comes to a lot of things. And it just blows my mind how many different social media platforms there are today. When I sit here and I think I'm like, MySpace was the goat. Yeah. Like MySpace was all of these social media apps all combined into one app. At least from my point of view, it's like you go to the comments section on your MySpace page. That's Twitter. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, that's that's X. You know what I mean? You click on somebody's photos yeah. on their profile. Now you're on Instagram. That's Instagram. Yep. You go down to somebody's music player, which I a lot of people use pure volume back in the MySpace days, yep. but it's like now you can see somebody's playlist on their Spotify or whatever right there on their MySpace page. Yep. It was, it was like any any sort of social media app platform that you could think of, MySpace was it. I mean, it was like it was Facebook, it was it was X, it was Instagram, it was everything. And then you could customize your page if you knew that HTML rules, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there, that's know? a nice little Devil Wars Prada throwback there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Rules, dude. Had to do the throwback, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, speaking of MySpace, I mean, that definitely dates us now being in our in our 30s. Uh, but I was wondering, that brings me to the next thing here. Have you started seeing a younger crowd starting to show up at your shows? Uh, kind of like us OG fans getting older, having kids, and then bringing them to shows? Because I know... The, uh, that show in Pittsburgh I was talking about when you guys played the self-titled, I brought my two daughters to that show. They're, you guys are one of their favorite bands. They were six and four at the time, and they just they rocked out. They loved it. They had a great time. They actually got to meet you guys after the show. Uh, you signed a vinyl for them. What are you doing? Uh, are, are you seeing a lot of that right now with uh, just like the younger crowd and kids coming, maybe with their parents? Yeah, I have seen that, and it's it's been absolutely amazing, man, yeah, to just – I, I say the same thing every time somebody tells me, yeah, I've been listening to you since I was 14 and I'm, you know, I'm 32 now and here's my kids. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks that's for reminding me how me. old that's funny. I am. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it is pretty uh, but, cool though. But I just think it's great because it just is like, man, it really puts things in perspective. Like this is how long we've been doing it. And yeah, it's becoming a generational thing. And it's just, it's beautiful because everything I've gone through just in my personal life and touring over the years and you just always question like is, is this worth it am I am I doing something that's worth it and then you start to see this connection that people have just through the music and that's that's what it's all about that's why I got into it because music was my escape yeah you know that's so definitely... I, I think it's I think it's great man I think it's it's crazy sometimes because the older I get the weirder it is but yeah dude it's I love it, man. I love music. I love creating music. I love going out there and sharing it and hearing how it helps people through things because it it's helped me through things and it still continues to help me through things. Like it's, it's my career and it's my passion. And I'm just so lucky and grateful and humble that I still get to do. Yeah. It's definitely pretty cool to, uh, to, to bring my kids to shows like that and have them the search for escape the fate on, uh, YouTube when I was the one back then on, on like you said, MySpace, listening to Bless the Fall and uh, The Word Alive and stuff. So it's definitely pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I freak out sometimes when I see my son, like he's only nine, but he's like, dad, we should do, let's do a new video for This War Is Ours. Can I do it with you? And I'm That's like, awesome. heck yeah, man, let's, let's do it. It's just so cool. Like I was on FaceTime with my daughter before they came out here to visit for the summer and um, he just had his headphones on playing like Roblox, but he was, he was singing to one of the songs. I'm like, Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. A couple of fan questions and then I'll let you be on your way, man. I definitely appreciate it. Um, first one here, what was the most fun music video that you've ever shot before? 
could be a skate. Oh man, could be... it that that immediately do you love me comes to my nice. head. Yeah, I mean that just watching that seems like that was. Yeah, <laughs> that we was we had fun. such a fun time that day. It was just like everybody was laughing from the start of the shoot to the yeah. end of the shoot, and it was we had a fun time. It was so laid back. Um, Whose idea yeah. was that? Was that someone in the band, or was that a that a like a a label thing or? Oh yeah, I kind of can't. I I usually come up with video concepts, um, or if somebody else is like completely writing out an entire concept, it's kind of based on, you know, this the spark that I gave them. Like, hey, I want to do something like this and like this and like this, and then you know the director will really kind of polish it up and and put like time signatures on it and stuff. Like, all right, we're gonna do this and then we're gonna go through this and this. So. Yeah, I just have fun being involved in every sort of creative aspect of the band. There's a part in the low video. I think. Are you bringing up the hanging upside down I'm thing? Bringing up the hanging thing. Yep, that's exactly what I'm bringing <laughs> up so, from Bless the Fall. Is that so is awesome. what, that's was so that a awesome. reference to that, or what, yeah, did you yeah, just happen it absolutely to absolutely a hundred percent? I saw Clearly that little setup. Was. I was like, dude, you got to shoot me hanging upside down. Yep. I want to do a little throwback for the fans that have been here forever. Like and we all know definitely. That, yeah. <laughs> they'll definitely get it like those fans will get it and so i'm so happy that you got awesome. it i would have been like <laughs> i i feel like you were gonna bring that up so that's why i said it but <laughs> no, that's, that's so cool. rad that that people noticed it um last one here um somebody asked you you've been pretty open about being sober um how do you how do you balance your sobriety and mental health while being on tour and uh, do you have any suggestions for any other touring artists to help them better suit their uh, physical mental needs while while being on tour? Yeah, make a schedule. Even if you're an, an organized individual, make a schedule for yourself, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be like a, I have to do this, I have to do that. Just do like a daily, all right, I, I'm going to plan on waking up at this time. And like at this time, I want to go get my coffee. And then I want to go do this. Like follow a schedule because if you keep your mind busy and you keep your mind focused you're staying out of you know what a lot of addicts call your own mental prison which is the worst place to be is stuck in your own head yeah. and all us addicts have that same head so it's like you got to stay out of there so you got to keep your focus on other things that keep you busy keep you happy keep you satisfied being of service to others keeps you satisfied. So a big thing for me getting back on the road, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous getting back out on tour mm -hmm. um, after COVID because I had worked so hard on my sobriety and I'm just such an agreeable yes man, which I'm not using that as an excuse at all. Like I'm the one with the problem, but it's like, if I'm in the venue and somebody's like, Hey man, can I get you a shot? Can I get you a drink? Yeah. And I just mm -hmm. keep saying, yeah. And I keep trying to, you know, I want people to like me and I'm just such a yes man. So I had to learn the power of no. Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel like you're a mean or a crappy person by using no. Yeah. Like that's that's your right. You're allowed to say it and it's totally chill. So um, Twitch was a big thing to keep me focused. I still do it on the road. That's an amazing community. I owe a lot to them. It keeps me busy when I'm home and I'm home alone and I got nothing else to work on. Like I'm able to sit down and just communicate, do Q and A's with my Twitch community. And that's amazing. And staying on a schedule and learning the power of no, man. Like I still remember the first few times I said, oh no, man, I'm, I'm sober. I don't drink anymore, but thanks. Thanks so much for the offer. I appreciate it. And they were like, oh yeah, no worries, man. Good for you. Yeah. And it felt so good. Like I didn't feel bad about saying no. I felt like I was able to to speak my piece 
and get the appreciation from the other party. And it was kind of like, it opened my mind up like, Oh my God, I can say that. Yeah. And it's fine. Yep. That's definitely great advice. Uh, Those are the only questions I have now. I'm going to mention the out of shadows tour kicks off at the end of this month, August 31st, I believe. Salt Um, Lake city, baby. Yeah. I'll be in at the, uh, the, the Philly show on September 10th at the Brooklyn bowl. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or, or plug or anything like that? Yeah, just, you know what? Thanks for having me on your show again. Um, you know, if you're listening to this interview, reading this interview, whatever it may be, thank you so much for being interested and in keeping up with Escape the Fate and my my career and my music. And I'm stoked to see you September 10th. And I'm stoked to see everybody else on the Out of the Shadows tour.